This is a Project Sisterhood podcast, a podcast for all things women. We talk women's empowerment, leadership, and influence. From lighthearted and laughable to honest, deep matters of the heart, your soul will be encouraged. We hope you and all women of every age and every stage find life and freedom today. All right. Hello, ladies. Welcome to episode eight of the Project Sisterhood podcast. We're so excited that you get to be here in on our conversations about women's empowerment, influence, and all things sisterhood. This is a podcast that empowers women, and we really navigate what empowering women really means. So we're about to dive in, actually, with our Project Church sisterhood group director. Um, now this young lady, I don't know why Good I wanted to call you. <laughs> this young lady <clears throat> is a great friend of many in our church, is a leader among leaders, and is just really um, a lover of the sisters um, and really builds community at our church. And I uh, would love for you to really get to know her. Her name is Lydia Leanos. Good morning. So hello. hello. You've heard her here um, on this podcast and you'll continue to hear her, but I just want you to get a little get to know Lydia and hear a little bit more about what Project Sisterhood is about so if you are joining us for the first time um, Project Church is a church in downtown Sacramento and we meet um, not only downtown but also in West Sac and in our church we have something called Sisterhood where it's groups of women who meet monthly but we're very intentional because we truly believe that we are sisters because we uh, bear the same image of our father so we're image bearers, yes. which makes us sisters. So Lydia, so glad to be here with you. Thank this you. Early in the morning. <laughs> so hey, why don't we just dive in? I just want to hear pretty much your definition of sisterhood. Well, when I think of sisterhood, I first and foremost just think about my own sisters and that relationship that we have because we have a shared you know, family tie or shared experiences and connection. And then it goes beyond that to people that I feel like really understand who I am. They get me. They're people that are, they love me for all my good and all my not so good. And sisterhood is, it's family. So it's the people that are going to accept you as you are, where you are, and they don't need you to be or try to be anything other than yourself. And they take all of it. So that's, I think, sisterhood in general. When I call somebody a sister, I know that these people are my people. Mm-hmm. Okay, so give me a little bit more context on you personally. <clears throat> I, can't, you, I like that you told us that you have some sisters, but tell us more about just age, where you're at, what you do. So I am in my 30s, and um, I have no problem saying that because I think most of the time people don't think I'm as old as I am, or maybe they think I'm way older. Um, <laughs> so that's a blessing of genetics. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> Um, And then I am working for um, a law firm in Mm. uh, West Sac. You guys may be familiar with the Meyer Law Firm. Meyer Law Firm. Shout out to Ashley Meyer, one of our sisters. Yes. And um, just kind of, I guess now, like doing a whole new change of career, change of direction. I feel like um, I was doing the ranch thing and horses have always been my passion, but now that's less of my profession. It's more just gets to be my hobby and coming back into the Monday through Friday, eight to five gig, which it sounds so silly, but is something that I've been really wanting and craving consistency mm, Yeah. Um, for my life and the way that that actually having boundaries like that really yeah. frees me up to say yes to serving, say yes to hanging out with people and um so yeah, it's it's totally brand new though. So yeah. you know, I'm 
Yeah, transitions are difficult. And mm-hmm. transitions, um, I'm actually experiencing one too right now. Moving yeah. is one of the top big five one. <laughs> hardest things. But you did a career change. Mm-hmm. And so tell me how sisterhood played into that and what role did it play? Well, sisterhood, honestly, is kind of how this all came about through talking to my sisters, through reaching out to my network and people that I know that pray for me, that care about me. My sister, Chrissy, she just <laughs> she just shouted out herself. I just pointed <laughs> at myself. Um, so shout out to Chrissy Cole, the MVP. <laughs> but oh my God. Sorry. it's definitely through sisters encouraging me, through sisters really calling out hey, you've seemed really miserable the last few months. Maybe it's time for a change or a transition or, you know, as I would process things out loud because I'm an external processor, they would be like, yeah, well, I could tell like this has been coming for a while because all you ever do is talk about this or, you know, talk about change. And and so it was really revealing, honestly, to like say stuff out loud to people and have them Mm -hmm. reflect it back like your sisters or your people are your mirror. And so during a time of transition and searching and feeling like God was moving me in a new direction, the sisterhood and my friends and mentors, they really shined, you know, hey, this is what we see. This is what we're calling out in you. This is what we see being like when I began to interview and talk about this career change and it seemed really scary, like, oh, this is such a dramatic shift. And is this really what I want or is it just like the next thing? And having people speak out my identity and my calling and things that I think sometimes we even forget about ourselves. Like, I forgot that that was something, you know, that's my passion, justice, and how this all lines up. And so working for a law firm is like having to do with this other side of justice Mm -hmm. that you haven't really explored. Right. Yeah, I remember during that whole course of time, we were praying for you, and um, a lot of women were speaking a lot of life into you because you are surrounded by a lot of sisters, and you have um, very intentionally done so. And then there came a point where I think you met with one of your best friends who's known you for the longest. And Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, I know everything that people are saying about me is right and good. But then there's this one sister Mm -hmm. that what she says will cut to the chase. And it really... Right. I, I feel like yeah, I, I feel like in sister we sometimes are like, Oh yeah, I just need this gang and this and it ends up just growing in number. But there are levels of mm-hmm. friendships that come in sisterhood that we can't disdain. Right. Um, when we see other people have a closer relationship with another. We should actually celebrate that. Um, that women can go that deep. Yeah. I like to say that best friend is a tier and not a number. So mm. there's like these like levels where I think as you get to know people in relationship with people, they move up levels in your life. So, and I think too, the longer somebody's known you and they've really lived through some hard seasons with you, you just begin to value what they see because they've seen you at your best. They've seen you at your worst. And that particular friend has like walked through my valleys with me Mm -hmm. and she has been like the wind beneath my wings, you know, oh. not to be like super Barbara Streisand. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't even know if that's who sings that. that. Um, oh. She sings a version of it in the movie uh, Beaches. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's a that great a sisterhood movie. movie. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry about that, folks. We had a moment. <laughs> um, watch it. It's a good one. Um, just, okay. 
Yeah, but I will say that I remembered that happening and I remember being so grateful for her in your life because mm-hmm. sometimes us as sisters were like, oh, we're the ones speaking in their lives. We're their friends. And then yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, there's these people who have walked through so much, who mm-hmm. have so much access to Lydia and can really speak life into her. And it's yeah. amazing. And we should celebrate that and get excited about that mm-hmm. and look for that in our own lives. Yeah. Um, because I think that sometimes sisterhood could get to a place where you're just looking for people to fill that role. Mm -hmm. But if you're not really letting people in and having them um, allow them to cut to the chase in your heart, good or bad, Mm -hmm. then um, are we really building sisterhood? Or are we building like a really like shallow and wide, you know, net of Mm -hmm. sisterhood? Let's go deep, you know? How do you get deep with sisterhood? Well, personally, and I think this is just for everyone, but you've probably heard the expression like you are like, oh, how do I want to say this? Like be the kind of friend that you want others to be to you. Yeah. And so I think when I think about going deep, it's almost like, well, it's going to be awkward and uncomfortable, but I might have to do that first. I might have to set the example. If I want real, genuine relationships, then I need to be real and genuine and how I approach sisters and I need to do hard work you know Mm -hmm. like I can't just show up and take all the time I also have to be somebody that's willing to give Mm. in relationships you know and understand that it's it's two people and there's going to be times where you maybe want a certain person or relationship to be more than it can be and that person that may not be able to reciprocate that but that's for a season Mm -hmm. you know and then there's other people that can totally give and you want to be able to honor that and give back to them as well in how you relate to people and so I think there's this ownership of I have to give what I want to get because if I'm just going around and taking from people then it's it's not healthy and it's going to start to make people feel resentful. They may not even know why, but they're like, oh, this person's exhausting or, mm. oh, like, I don't ever feel like they're as good of a friend to me as I am to them. And mm. we don't want to make people feel that way about us. And we don't want to feel that way about others, like, because it puts division in between instead of bringing people closer together. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So what do you think keeps us from going deeper? I mean, you touched on a little bit, but I'd like to hear you go. I know you have a lot of thoughts on this, and I think you could shed a lot of light on it. You've Mm -hmm. seen a lot of different relationships within the sisterhood groups, and you've seen um, a lot of different dynamics. So tell me what is kind of the roadblock to going deeper? What is the roadblock to vulnerability, like, in sisterhood? Um, Well, at the real base root it's fear you Mm. know and that rejection what if they don't like me what if I start to show them like my true colors or who I am and like even the ugly parts and they reject that or they you know don't get me and so I just keep walls up or you know it might involve me having to do things like activities or things that I don't enjoy but it's more about the connecting or the relationship and I think often our own baggage and and fears and insecurities are what will prevent us from actually getting into sisterhood and having relationships that can help us unpack those things you know Mm -hmm. we want to carry all our bags and keep everybody at an arm's length instead of being like I got to set these bags down and I Mm -hmm. want you to help me unpack this through health and relationship Mm -hmm. and calling out the good in me and speaking life over parts of me that have been really dormant or dead for a long time and but we'll Mm -hmm. let fear and insecurity and like what if the what ifs mm. keep us from actually like 
but what if it's great? You know, instead of what if it's terrible? Like, what if it's great? And I've been keeping everyone in a distance because Mm -hmm. I'm afraid of of the what if, you Mm -hmm. know, instead of just like, hey, this this might go really well or it might blow up in my face. Mm -hmm. But I'm willing to learn and to try and to be the kind of friend and person that I want others to be to me. Mm. If you were to have an encouragement over the sisterhood, um, when you do face these roadblocks, what, mm-hmm. what would that encouragement be? I'd say get up and try again. Mm-hmm. You know, um, don't let one bad experience, like, shape your whole perception or, pers- like, understanding of sisterhood, mm-hmm. you know? Um, don't let one awkward coffee keep you from having other coffees with sisters don't let one bad sisterhood group meeting keep you from ever having another sisterhood group meeting you know like Mm -hmm. don't let one hard conversation shut you up and keep you from having more hard conversations like continue to try again you know get Mm -hmm. get back in the saddle or get Mm -hmm. back on whatever that expression is that you want to use I just think like there's a reason so like this totally going to get horsey for a second. Horsey. But the reason, yeah. <laughs> All the right. reason we're we getting have that horsey, ex- folks. Yeah, we're going to some cowgirl insight for you guys. So the reason that we so, tell wait, people So give them context real quick. The horses I ride horses. Your, she rides horses. Mm-hmm. Have since for like over 20 years now, which okay. actually it's really Im- awkward to say out loud. That seems that seems harder to say than I'm in my 30s, but Yeah. <laughs> She's a horse practically. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. I rode a horse here. Yeah. So um, so don't don't forget your thought. Keep right. going. I, so, I interrupted. We, the reason when somebody gets bucked off, you tell them to get back on right away is so that there's not time for like bitterness or fear or anxiety oh, to That's develop. Good. Like if I fall off or I get back off, and this is something I've done since I was a kid and I make little kids that we would teach lessons, like they fall off. It's like, okay, are you Okay all your limbs Mm. are still attached like get back on immediately because if you're able to get back on and get back in the saddle it's going to help you overcome that fear of like oh my gosh I fell off like okay so you fell off now you know what it feels like maybe like yeah do something different so that that doesn't happen again you know or now you know what it feels like you know it's not the end and you get back on before the fear can really create all this anxiety around like no last time I rode I fell off and it was really bad like no you get back Mm -hmm, on right mm -hmm. away so that the last thing you experience is that positive like I got back on right I overcame this it wasn't that bad I can do it again Mm. and so I think when it comes to sisterhood and relationships I think it's that same principle of like don't let one bad experience or bad relationship keep you bitter or keep you from investing in sisterhood again and finding groups and people that are gonna support you and encourage you to get back on and encourage you to try again because we will let bitterness and fear and insecurity Mm -hmm. have this authority in our life that it's never supposed to and we shouldn't allow right so what do you tell somebody who is falling off the horse over and over and over again what do you tell them? And um, I mean, it can go both ways to me. I, mm-hmm. I'm just going to be honest. Like mm-hmm. sometimes it's like, well, what's the common denominator? Yeah. You know, it's you, then you ask that question. But then you're like, or maybe you you just survey all parties involved. Yeah. And if there is one co- common denominator, maybe that sounds really harsh. Um, you do want to encourage that person to be introspective. Mm-hmm. 
But at the same time, I feel like I'm understanding that there are just broken people. So what, what do you tell that person? Or, uh, yeah, do you, do you know what question I'm yeah, going to get I, at? I think if someone is really struggling and they're finding that the patterns are repeating, I think first step is like, look at yourself. You know, like, is yeah. there anything you need to own or recognize? Like, what? why do I sabotage my relationships? Or why do I... Um, keep having this happen is there something that I'm doing or setting up almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy like Mm -hmm. oh I'm just going to assume that this isn't going to work out so then I'm not actually going to work at it I'm just going to wait for it to implode on me oh yeah and and then I think like okay maybe maybe you pick unhealthy people or you're picking things that aren't great for you or you're picking relationship with people that are also not trying to have healthy relationships and so you're both being unhealthy and toxic together you know Mm. like think if you want healthy friendships go find healthy people Mm. and healthy friends and then be open to how they're gonna lead you towards health you know Mm. and I think when we are struggling with our relationships and we're feeling like patterns are repeating it's it's time to look at the pattern you know is it you probably is it them maybe is there stuff both sides of the coin can very likely do very likely and then like recognize like I often am like okay if it's me like what is in like the only person I can control in the room is myself so I'm gonna start making changes and by making changes within myself I am going to see that affect my environment Mm -hmm. and hopefully for the better yeah yeah, that's good. Well, tell tell us what happens in sisterhood and we'll, like why would you want people to join the sisterhood? I mean, I feel like some of these I could answer, but I really love the heart that you carry for sisterhood, particularly at Project Church. So, um, yeah, she's yeah. like, I'm ready to answer, Kristen. <laughs> oh, don't talk. Perfect. Don't don't give me any good words or vibes. <laughs> I already know what I want to say. Go, go, sis. Well, I actually just had this conversation this weekend at an event with. Um, a sister that's pretty new to our church and she came over and she's like so I guess I'm not in the sisterhood and I said oh you're you're in the sisterhood yeah you're just not in a group yet because I feel like once you come to project like automatically you're in the sisterhood this tribe doesn't need to initiate you like if you you walk through the door you're in you know Mm -hmm. like we welcome every age every stage you don't have to believe to belong we'll take you like we love everybody and we love all the sisters Mm -hmm. and I think so immediately when you come in you get to be a sister Mm -hmm. there's like no process Mm -hmm. like you belong here so you're in and then with sisterhood groups that's taking it one step further of okay these are my people. This is mm-hmm. a group that I'm choosing intentionally to do relationship with, which means I'm opening myself up to them and they're opening themselves to me. And there's a lot of honor in mm-hmm. that and a lot of um, just like sanctity seems really strong, but like there's like this holiness that's happening because you're doing relationship with people that are leading you to find life and freedom in Jesus. And with sisterhood yeah. groups, it's about hey, it's not so much that we're sitting down and we're having a Bible study, which is great, and mm-hmm, some do, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's awesome. But other times it's, hey, we're just meeting each other where we're at. Yeah. We're going to hang out. We're going to talk about hard things. We're going to talk about silly things, but we also are going to know each other. Yeah. And by knowing one another, it allows us to, when I see you on a Sunday, be like, hey, I'm checking back in. How are you doing this week? Or mm. how was this conversation that you had to have with somebody? Like, yeah. And I care about you and I'm invested in your life. And so that's what's really special about the groups is 
these leaders are taking the time to create a space to have mm-hmm. this relationship development happen. And then the women that are going that are invested in that want to be there, like they're bringing that to the table yeah. also. And so it's this community of women that really get one another. They know one another. They care about one another. There's no competition. Right. There's no um, cattiness. Like yeah. it's very special. And um, I have friends that see it from the outside and they're mm-hmm. like, it's so different there. Mm-hmm. You know, like what Project has within sisterhood. And I just mm-hmm. think, man, that's what we want all relationships with women yeah. to look like. And as women like come to events like fashioned and they take a little piece of that back to their group or back mm-hmm. to their family or their relationships or their work environment it's it's spreading you know mm-hmm. it's this like new culture i think yeah. around women and women relationships I, I think it's really what you're saying too um is that people are becoming known mm-hmm. and the more they're knowing one another mm-hmm. and then going to events and knowing what god says about them there's just this knowing and this idea of being found that is permeating our congregation or yeah. our sisters. And I, I think it's a really powerful thing, this understanding of belonging, this understanding of being found in God and finding one another and finding friendship. Mm-hmm. And so I love that. I love that. But oftentimes when groups get smaller mm-hmm. and more intimate, people just think that you're a clique. What do you say to people who are are clicks? Quickly, I will just say Caleb and I are like, clicks are good. Like I know that some people hate that and they're like, they they have wounds from high school. Mm-hmm. They have wounds from junior high mm-hmm. where there were clicks who were mean. But then I think there's moments where clicks are okay because you need your people to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, just never exclude other people. However, like being inclusive still but if you have your people I think God leads you to certain people that are your people and Mm -hmm. that's okay but like how do you encourage somebody who just feels like you know maybe not even just within Project Church and Sisterhood um, but like in their workplace or at school like how do you encourage the girl who just feels like they're these groups are cliques Mm -hmm. I think that's a hard one because I I feel like clickiness or that like whole I don't know mean girl dynamic Mm -hmm. like that is unhealthy and it's toxic and I Mm -hmm. think sometimes these little subgroups of like close-knit friends Mm -hmm. it's special because those people do get one another they're there Mm -hmm. like on the deep stuff but I've also seen them be open to bringing others in or not they don't isolate and then I think the big dynamic is like a they won't there's no gossip there's no Mm, like us versus them yes it's just like well these are my people that really get me that Mm -hmm. I can be a little more unfiltered with yeah and then there are people that you know like because you have to have boundaries and know like where people are at in life like Mm -hmm. there's just other people that aren't going to get you in that way so Mm -hmm. not that you're fake but you filter yourself a little bit Mm -hmm. differently and Mm -hmm. I think um you know, it's fun to have a group chat with people where it's constantly gifts and like jokes and yeah. craziness. And mm-hmm. you don't have that with everybody. And that's what I think makes some of those relationships very special mm-hmm. is that like you do have that with them. But I think clicks, I don't know. I don't like that word, but maybe, yeah, maybe the like word tribe. is, yeah. you know, like this is my tribe. These are my people. The, this word, is my village. Has had, the word has almost had too much of a negative connotation, but mm-hmm. essentially clicks are just like people who like they click with one they another. click with one another mm-hmm. and it and that could be positive yeah you know 
Um, so I'm like, let's redeem all these words that yes. have hurt attached to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just feel like there's hurt attached. And um, I had a lot of hurt when I was in high school. I was like, dude, I didn't have like any friends, you know, <laughs> like truly. And so uh, maybe that's why I'm so, okay, we're getting deep. Like My heart <laughs> just kind of started going, careful, Chrissy, you're letting it, that people in too much. But anyways, <laughs> so, okay, well, we have something coming up, obviously, mm-hmm. fashioned. And um, why do you think women should be there? I mean, um, is it so that we can say we had a huge event? Surely that's it, right? I'm just kidding. That that was such a leading question. Yeah. But I know this chick, look it, she can't even hardly <laughs> sit still because she wants to answer this. You guys, this is who is leading our sisterhood groups. And again, I'm just going to thank you. You have to sit for a second mm-hmm. and receive this, that you have led well, okay? She just put her hands out. <laughs> you have led well. And I know that you want to see women belong. Mm-hmm. And I love that fashion this year is about belonging. And so tell me why you want people to come to fashion this year. Well, and this isn't just like a promo, but this is unlike any other women's event you'll ever attend. And I've grown up in the church, and so I've been to a lot of women's conferences and retreats, and fashioned is unlike any of those. It's top-notch as far as like production and all the elements of it. But it's beyond that. Like there's such intention behind the words and the theme. There's such intention behind every little element, the fashion show even, and the speakers that come. And truly, we believe, I believe that this is the kind of event that is for all women. You come here, you're going to get filled up, you're going to get empowered, and then you're going to be released and sent back into your community, back into your workplace. And you're going to be able to like spread and like, change every like your environment and I think that's what's really special about fashion is that it is like a catalyst it's like a launching point for for your year or for your next season like come here get filled up and then go just share that and spread it everywhere you go like we're gonna see um transformation take place there I think when women come in they might come in carrying something and we want to almost help them exchange that baggage or that wound or that hurt for like true identity and worth and purpose and value and speak that over them because that is going to have long lasting effects into our community into their life into their legacy and future yeah you know there are going to be so many roadblocks I believe for women to come to fashion this year just because I think the theme is what it is Mm -hmm. Um, belonging even at a prayer meeting that we had that Lydia was at too um, we prayed with some of our leaders and we just wanted to join our hearts and um, ready ourselves and position and posture ourselves in such a way that we're ready to serve. And what we heard the Lord say was that there's going to be moments of major um, spiritual attacks mm-hmm. um, because the enemy would love for us to stay divided yeah. and to stay isolated. So it's a really significant um, <clears throat> time for building sisterhood and <clears throat> a significant time for the enemy to come against us because this is a high calling for us to belong and know that we belong to our savior first Mm -hmm. and to his family to his kingdom um and then to view ourselves and identify ourselves as we should as daughters of the king and then belong to a group of women Mm -hmm. you know belong to a a church belong to the big c church you know there's going to be so much um like 
keeping people from it. And so I just want you to know that we're praying that you all come. Mm -hmm. We're praying that you don't let anything keep you from coming, any fears, any past hurts, any um, insecurities, any reluctance, um, because um, maybe we don't always do it right. And I know that there have been times where you and I Mm -hmm. have failed in sisterhood. And I I, I think that... um, I hope you hear even Lydia's heart. I hope you know my heart. I hope you know the sisterhood group leader's heart that we may not be perfect, but we want you to belong. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Fashioned um, this year will really bring people into the fold. And we're going to hit things not just on belonging to sisterhood, but being adopted into the kingdom of God, being Mm -hmm. like, we'll hear, hear stories of even child adoption. And Mm -hmm. I truly believe the Lord spoke to me and said, um, there are going to be women who come to this who are going to be stirred to adopt children. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can't wait. There's, I can't tell you everything that's going to happen at fashion, but we have some great stories of what God has done in women's lives relating to this. Mm -hmm. Um, also we're going to be talking about, you know, belonging to one another despite our differences. Yeah. And we're going to hit on some racially um, tense subjects. And so I I can't wait for you to be there. I'm just going to go ahead and say, don't let the enemy keep you from being there. Um, It truly is going to be a time where God reveals himself to us. Mm -hmm. And every year he does it, he's going to continue to do it. Um, This is the sixth one of this year. And listen, we already know God has spoken and told us next year's theme. So, you know, like you got to be there to hear it. Be the first first to know (laughs) be on the inside yeah so um all right well Lydia it was so great to have you in this room um and to hear your voice and to share your heart on sisterhood and I think we can walk away from this with some tools on how to grow in sisterhood um and I believe that God was speaking through you and so I hope that ladies you are listening you take those thoughts and nuggets in your heart And you turn off this podcast ready to grow in your relationships with the sisters that God has put around you. Mm -hmm. And if you feel like no one's around you, come in to sisterhood. Look out for Lydia. Look out for sisterhood group leaders. Come to a woman or a pastor at Project Church. We want to get you plugged in. So um, don't forget to get your tickets to Fashioned. Um, They're at $49 a ticket which is a steal of a deal for a so two-day event. Mm-hmm. And so make sure you come April 4th and, excuse me, April April 5th and 6th, Friday and Saturday morning. Um, it's going to be a great time. Natalie Manuel Lee from Hillsong TV will be there. Her show is now with Natalie, and they're on the third episode, so check that out as well. She'll be here. And then we've got Kate Zick, author and speaker, um, author of the book, Uh, girl look at you so good and she'll be actually there with a bunch of books and she'll be signing as well as Beth Grant Um, she is like a phenomenal giant in the faith Mm -hmm. um, that many of us have looked up to for years and just really love what she's done as a missionary as somebody who's founded an organization that has been doing um, anti-sex trafficking rescuing girls from brothels and finding them um, helping them find healing 
in the process. So um, just dynamite, amazing women that will not only inspire you, but I truly believe Holy Spirit will empower and impart something new into us um, that'll you know, get us ready to go on mission for what he has fashioned us for. So please come. We love you all. So glad that you joined us for this episode. So we'll talk to you next time, every first and third Monday of the month, okay? Love you guys. Bye. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of Project Sisterhood. If you want to find out more about how you can get involved with Project Sisterhood, follow us on Instagram at Project Sisterhood. Or join our Facebook group under Project Sisterhood SAC. You'll also want to find out more about our annual Empowering Women's Conference, Fashioned, this year on April 5th and 6th. Grab your tickets for this life-changing event by visiting projectchurch.com fashioned.